Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Busby Babe Podcast. What is up? Matt and I are coming back after a couple weeks absence um, to discuss the unfortunate results against Crystal Palace and Southampton. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> unfortunate, alright. <laughs> You're so nice, Colin. Right. Okay. Sorry, anyways. Yeah, so it, it's been bad. Um, but the... I guess on the other hand, like trying to be positive, they haven't played horrible. I mean, they controlled both games for the most part, and they pressed. They just didn't take advantage of chances. Man, and I love him, but Rash has just got to be more clinical, dude. Like he just kind of on the balls where he could just pass the ball to the back of the net. I think he takes them for granted. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like. I don't know. I just feel like he could take those more, ser- more seriously, you know? Yeah, like, I don't think... I definitely don't think he's the biggest problem, but I agree. I think that's always been no, a but part I mean, of if his he, game is that he needs... There's to- at least three goals off the top of my head where if he did that, like, we wouldn't be talking about being sad right now, right? right? Like, And Southampton in particular, there was there were a couple chances, I think, in the first half that he just didn't get on the end of. As a whole, they looked better... I think in the last 30 minutes when Pogba moved forward and Matic came in behind them to pair with McTominay. Um, yeah. That, I, that's, that's been a problem with both Lingard and Waimata at the number 10 role. I actually think Mata had a good game, though. Like, yeah, he played for okay. Him. He's for just, him, he yeah. had a good game. He's just I mean, he's not, old, you know? Yeah, he's not what he needs to be on counterattacks for us. No, I agree. But, I mean, he also helped set up that Daniel James goal. Like... That's he true. drew one of the defenders onto him, and then Daniel James just went in and smashed it. So I mean, mm-hmm. like he he still helped. Like there's you know, um, he did better than Lingard has done all season. <laughs> like yeah, that's just that's crazy to me. I don't know, but I think it's worth mentioning too, uh, uh, Daniel James's goal. But I mean, he's been a bright spark for us. I think maybe on that left-hand side, he's probably more comfortable than he is on the right. Unfortunately, when Martial comes back, Rashford's going to be on the left, and we need James to be as good. On Dude, the just right. play Rash at number ten, or play Martial at number ten, and put Rash at number nine. Like, or put Angel Gomez in there. Like, there's so many like ways that I feel like in today's footballing world, we like have in our brains, a player plays here, and that's kind of it. Like, when Sir Alex Ferguson day is, like, you played where the boss told you to play. And and granted, it is Sir Alex Ferguson. We say that a lot on the show. But, I mean, like, there should be options, you know? And I feel like Angel Gomez would also really help us slash give us options. Yeah, and he, I mean, he's looked really good with the U23s again. Dude, there was a goal he scored where he went through, like, three dudes because yeah. he turned on a dime. Like, I don't understand why he's not, like, playing. Also, Mason Greenwood not getting time yeah, is, well, getting is, time, is beyond but me. But it, He's not being brought on with enough time left that he could really make an impact. Oh, you're not wrong, but, the, like, the first... Let's see, this was the first game where he had more than, like, 10 minutes, mm-hmm. or, like, around 10 minutes, rather, and that's, I mean, that's part of the problem, right? Like, he's not hardly getting time. Yeah. And you've got to get on the pitch, and you've got to fill your your lungs with air, and you've got to, like, 
start making some runs to get into the groove, you know? Like, I don't know if everybody, like, thinks about that. And I, I would think that all I would think about that, but, I mean, he didn't get that much time. I mean, yeah, I think it's just frustrating, we, man. We talked about this last week, too, but all these substitutions aren't necessarily as effective as they should be. And to to be fair to Ollie, he doesn't have one, really the options off the bench, you know, to, he doesn't have a very deep squad, sure. uh, you know, Woodward's put him in a really difficult position for this entire season doing that. But two, it's, I mean, you, you can't wait until the last 15 minutes, especially, you know, against wolves. It was, we only scored one goal in the first half. We did the same thing as against Southampton. And both times they equalized in the second half, and it just—it wasn't that those goals took the air out of us. It was that the air had already been taken out. You know, yeah, we, I agree. I mean, that's on the team to be more clinical in the first half when they're dominating like that. But still, it's—if something is you know clearly not working at halftime, then change it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, man, I just don't know why it's also. Man, I feel so bad for Pogba because, like, okay, he could be better in games, right? But even and he, I still think he needs to be more consistent, and he could be that inconsistent even if he did get a move to Madrid. But but he'd have a I, better team around. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not, you're not wrong. But man, I I don't really know. Like, it's strange because like we need him to be good all the time. Because he's our, our essentially our best player. Yeah, and you know, I mean, and against against Crystal Palace and Wolves, he played pretty well for pretty much the entire match. Against Southampton, we saw him almost absent for most of the game, and then when Ollie finally did make that switch when he brought Matic on the last twenty minutes or so, Pogba went forward and he was you know conducting the orchestra. He was doing his thing. It just yeah. was too little, too late. I think that holding midfield position is probably still the best option for him if because if because we, we just don't finally... have help in the back yeah we... like without Pogba there like we it doesn't matter who we play against it doesn't matter if we play against you and I and the boys like yeah you know the counterattack would be no I'm not way out of shape like that's you know <laughs> uh, beside the point but I mean anybody could run past us if they have no one in the back to to try and stop it yeah like, and Matic was okay for the last when he came on against Southampton but I don't I'm I don't trust him for a full okay. 90 minutes though you know I I don't think yeah. he can play like that for an entire game yeah I mean and uh I don't know if you saw this but there was a post on Instagram and I hate to go to these things but this is our world uh on Instagram and apparently Someone said, "Why don't you start Matic?" And apparently, Matic liked it. And I was like, "It's because you're not good. Like, <laughs> it's because you're bad, dude." But, but I don't know. I just uh, thought that was funny. I mean, I at this point, I would accept a lineup that had Lingard and Mata on the bench, Pogba at ten, and Matic and McTominay in midfield. You know, it, it's it really is just that kind of situation for us at the moment because, and maybe this is a good transition into this topic of discussion, but we're in the process of rebuilding where we've sold way more players than we've replaced. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah. So it's, it's just, man, it's just, it's just feels weird, man. Like, 
Yeah, because uh, this is exactly what we wanted. And it's exactly what needs to happen because Alexis leaving, Chris Malling leaving, it's a signal of, you know, what's to come. Ali is getting out the players that he didn't want in his squad last year when he said these players won't be in my team in the future. But we have, I mean, Daniel James is producing, Harry Maguire and Wamba Sacker are both good in defense. It's not like we've made bad signings. It's just... It's just we didn't make enough of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and some of the players we've been linked to, maybe they wouldn't have been, you know, as impactful in changing these results. But uh, we're playing a high-tempo style. We're getting lots of chances, and we're dominating our opponents for the most part. I mean, somebody at number 10 would surely mean It's more just that goal. we, like, <laughs> lose focus is really what it is. Yeah. And... I don't know. I mean, that's on management. I, lo- I love Ole and I want him to stay. Like, I do think that just the fact that we've had this six years and granted, like, in the past couple years, we've gotten players in. But I don't think once we've gotten this many players out to where it's, like, this significant to the squad. Right. Like, I was thinking about this. Now, granted, it wasn't a transfer, but Valencia was gone. You know, Fellaini is gone. Mm-hmm. Lukaku is gone. Sanchez is gone. Darmian is gone. I know there's somebody else I'm missing. Smalling. I knew there was six. That I... Smalling is gone. Well, he and he's on loan. He might be back. Yeah. I'm, Alexis. I'm not exactly Alexis sure. Alexis is on loan, too. Yeah, well, jeez. I, I hope that doesn't change. Anyways, but uh, I don't know. Like That's very significant, and I, that's what I was telling you earlier, is that I think that a lot of people don't really think about. Granted, the rebuild, we were like, depressed during the the transfer window because like shit man like we don't we're not getting anything done but the outs are very important like the ins are you know what we look at but the outs like we don't have valencia playing for our club anymore we don't have fellaini playing for our club anymore like that that's huge you know like i don't know to me i just think that that's that's so important so when we go into the january transfer window we have no choice but to do business yeah, but but I don't know if I trust that to happen. No, and that's fair, but I mean I, man, we we just got to. Like yeah, I, mean, I, I and I know and I know I say that, but I really think that we're also going to be extremely extremely struggling by that point and I don't think that they're going to have like Ed Woodward doesn't hide behind Jose Mourinho's bullshit anymore the reason why all this glazer stuff has also come out is because ole is like a younger manager all these other managers like ed could hide behind them and he made signings for them and then it was just the manager's fault and now it's this isn't ole's fault now granted i do think tactically he could make better decisions but that's up to opinion right yeah, but he, it's I not mean, like it's another case of he can only do so much because if you you look at the way we're playing and advanced statistics, I mean, however you however the listeners think about them, they're on our side. <laughs> you know, it's it's proving that we are this Ollie's style is better than what was happening last season. We're just attacking more and we're possessing more and we're creating more chances. We're just not scoring. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and, and, and anything new is going to be difficult to get used to. Like, yeah. Like us being able to get chances, I'm sure like if I was admit this is just I guess another way to look at it, but 
I'm sure Rash is like, just, oh man, I'm not used to having the ball at my feet this much. What am I going to do with it? Like, <laughs> he just, you know what I mean? That's not an excuse. That's just a funny thought that, like, I mean, this is something that is still getting used to. And as long as we can play this, like, scrappy kind of style, we just got to get some confidence behind us. And I think, like, the international break is kind of big for us to just, like, reset and be like, all right, let's quit messing up. You know, let's let's try to get back onto it and let's get refocused and all of that. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's important. Yeah, and we got Pogba pulled out of the squad, right? Of uh, the France squad, and then yeah. Aaron Wambasaka pulled out of the England squad. Um, mm-hmm. Not with major injuries, but you know, just I heard Basaka's was a back injury. Yeah, I don't know the details of that, but. I did hear it was a back injury. Yeah. Which but, is just kind of scary, to yeah, I mean, <laughs> be honest. But just play back for you at that point. <laughs> I mean, see, we could be like, all right, like I wouldn't hate that now. I, I don't mean, know. But... Shaw's out for a while. Young is just better when he's not right back. You know, he could he can play left wing back, whatever, in that sort of back three maybe put man he's just trash bro like (laughs) like he's just not good like i tried to give him the benefit of the doubt i was like all right it's a new season ashley young's playing i was like i'm gonna try not to be a dickhead and i was just like i couldn't do it colin i could not do it the guy is so bad and i I, oh man it's it's so frustrating 90 minutes against southampton i don't think he had a single like noteworthy statistic he didn't have any like completed crosses or completed tackles or take-ons yeah that's it's just crazy and he well you know why Aaron Wambasaka has has a back injury is he's tired of carrying Ashley Young his back hurt too bad that's what it was <laughs> well well Matt that wouldn't really make sense would it he's on I was, they're on I was, opposite sides of the field of each other I was just being funny Colin just trying to make a all right anyways fine colin all right i won't make jokes yeah, anymore so, but so anyways but, no but um go ahead yeah i was gonna say just on the topic of ashley young i think diago dallo you know maybe deserves a chance at left back while luke shaw is out yeah i mean that's another I mean, both of us have talked about that position being a worry past luke shaw because our only other option is Ashley Young, and Luke Shaw is not known to stay healthy for an entire season. Yeah. I mean, and. I mean, it doesn't super surprise me. The dude went through a lot with his leg, right? So, I yeah. mean, the fact that that does, is, is an issue doesn't super surprise me. Yeah. But I do think. I do think that Dallow, like, coming in, I I know there was some, like, uh, there wasn't, like, rumors, but people were talking about, like, oh, well, why do we have Dallow now? And I was like, no, we need this. This is squad depth. This is good for us. Um, but, I mean, Dallow can also play, he can also play left back. I mean, I don't, we haven't seen him do it too much. Mm-hmm. I think besides maybe, like, switching during, like, preseason or something like that, but I mean, it's. I, I'm open to whatever. Whatever's gonna make us better, I am totally down for. So, uh, 
I, man, I just want I want Gomez to come in. I want Garner to come in. And what's the kid's name? We have a left back who's in the youth system who's supposed to be pretty good. I forget his name. Laird. Ethan Laird? Yeah. I think that's who I'm thinking of. I'm not exactly sure. I'd have to look it up. But, but I mean, this is an opportunity to play a lot of youth, especially if we're not going to, you know, do well. This will be experience <laughs> for these young guys to, to, to get some reps. Man, I just don't know. I'm just losing my train of thought. I'm well, sorry. Let's let's talk about that a little bit, I guess, because, I mean, Chelsea have, I think, the same record as us. One win, one loss, two draws. Mm-hmm. Or no, Chelsea have. Yeah, they, they drew against uh, Sheffield United. I was thinking that maybe yeah. they lost. And Arsenal not doing too great. Tottenham not looking great. It, it's, you know, maybe top four conversation is still alive, but I'm not going to get that high of hopes but we play after the international break we play Leicester uh FC Astana both those games at Old Trafford in the Europa League oh maybe we should talk about the Europa League next year and and then we play at West Ham so these are I mean these are winnable games but the way that we're playing is probably going to leave us a little bit exposed against Leicester um, yeah, and and you also talked about you said you're not gonna get your hopes up, but I'm also not gonna despair. Like this is early in the season. Like yeah, a lot of things can happen. Don't get me wrong, a lot of bad can happen, but there's some good things that could happen. Like yeah, I mean, this is why we watch sports, right? It's be- it's because it surprises us every game. That uh, well, you know, we want to be surprised every game right. rather. <laughs> I mean, that 2007 2008 season when we won the Premier League and Champions League, that was the first games were a nil nil draw against Reading. 1-1 at Portsmouth, uh, two or 1-0 loss against Manchester City, and then a 1-0 win against uh, Sunderland, I think. So, I mean, you can start a season badly and then recover well. It's I, think, I think it's just because we've dealt with this for years, so, like, instantly people start to despair. And we can't do that. we got to stay united and stay strong and keep a positive attitude. Because, look, this season might not be great. Like... And I'm gonna try not to despair, but we have, we 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 got some promise. Like Mason Greenwood is still on the bench, all right. Like Mourinho, like how many times did we he actually have youth on the bench? Angel Gomez got on the bench once for like a League Cup game, I think it was, and played a minute and a half. So the fact that we're getting we're 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 going forward and Ole is staying to our beliefs. That's what that's what I'm I have faith in, is that. Ole knows what the club is about. He's gotten some players out. And granted, a lot of this is going to come down to who we can sign to help us out. Because even if, like, okay, so Paul Pogba stays. Let's say he makes it through the January transfer window. If Paul Pogba leaves, we need four midfielders. In my opinion. A minimum of three. Let's, Let's see. We lost Fellaini. Right? That's one. We lost Herrera, that's two, and if we lose Pogba, like, that's three. But we also need a little bit of depth. Do you think we're going to keep Matic? Like, you know, that's the thing. So, four midfielders, like, this problem's going to get worse if we don't address it. So, that's going to be the biggest thing, is if Ed Woodward's actually going to sign players for Ole. Yeah, that's... And if we can make it through. Yeah, and whether maybe that'll even happen in January or not. 
I'd be okay with one signing. Like, go and get that Bruno Fernandez. Go and get that guy. Christian Eriksen. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, we need a number 10 player. I, To be honest, dude, I just want... Like, I don't want to say I just want anybody, but I want someone. I just, I, I just want him, you know? Yeah. Like, because we, we don't have depth and... And the all of the fitness that we've been working on all season isn't gonna help if we if everybody is always playing and we don't and our players don't get get any breaks. Yeah, that's you another know? thing so, I mean, to think about. The same problem's is, gonna happen. Yeah, that's another thing to think about is the squad depth is it's just never a good thing. Yeah, Louis Van Gaal liked to keep a pretty small squad and it didn't work out <laughs> because that that well, in the Premier League that man. Straight up, that shit just don't work. Like, you gotta have players, and you gotta have decent players. That's one of the reasons why it's so hard to compete in the Premier League, is because when you go from Premier League play to even, like, FA Cup and League Cup games, like, those games are not always easy. Granted, you play some... some lower, like, lower quality sides, but, you know, they're tough. Like, the officiating, they let the guys play on. You know, that's just the way it is. And those, all of those tough games, those things add up really quickly. Yeah. And that's why I'm so nervous. You were talking about Europa League. I'm really nervous about Europa League, mainly because we're going to be playing so many games, and we don't, we're not going to have a whole lot of depth and actually people to put in so yeah so that uh you mentioned europa league um i think it's worth going through the group because i think that draw happened uh the day before last friday yeah the day before the southampton game so i'm gonna pull it up i'm actually gonna pull it up oh nice because it's (laughs) sorry if you hear my computer it's very loud right all right here we go we are in group L or F. It's one letter that means bad. <laughs> we are in We are in L. L. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got AZ Alkmaar, uh, FC Astana and Partizan Belgrade. It's a pretty tough group, but it could be worse maybe. I, I don't know. That's two trips to Eastern Europe guaranteed. Um and they're always on short weeks because those Thursday games, you know, happen. I don't think it really is. It, I don't think it'll affect the Premier League schedule whether they'll move a Saturday day game to a Sunday, just for us. And I mean, we should beat all the, all these teams, but I guess the big question is, Matt, do you think we should try to, or do you think we should play the the youth? I mean, to be honest, I don't say why we can't do both. Why we can't beat the hell out of these teams while we're playing youth. Like, our youth system is so... Like, we've got a bunch of really good players. It's just whether or not they're going to play, you know? I think I think they will. It's just... I mean, I, I think that Chong will play, Greenwood will play, Gomez will play. Um, I'd love to see Garner play. I'd like to also see another kid come up. Because, let's see, two years ago, we weren't talking about... Garner, right? Like Gomez and Chong and and 
Greenwood have been talked about for like feels like a couple years now, but who's going to be the next guy to come up? Especially when we need depth. These guys are essentially free, you know? Like this is why youth is so important. And I just I, this is the, such a good opportunity with all the games we're going to play. We're going to have no choice but to play youth to get through them. <laughs> right. And you know, just in the overall goals of the season it's nice to have that safety net of if we need to really make a go at the europa league to make a you know to have a champions league place next season it's nice to have that safety net it's just really really hard <laughs> it's such a, i don't like the nit colin it's such it's a not fun. no it's not this competition <laughs> exists as a really really shitty consolation prize for teams that want to be in the champions league that's the only reason this competition exists but yeah. it is a path into the Champions League now that you know they made that change, regardless of whether we like it or not. Yeah, and you know it's. I would rather us not have to try and win the Europa League this season. I'd rather us just finish fourth. Maybe you know winning a trophy would be a nice thing, but it's the Europa League. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So this season we're now in the international break we've got leicester west ham and then arsenal coming up after that as well as thank god because i needed a break right (laughs) (laughs) yeah so what what, what's your like confidence level at going into the international break because we've seen i mean i'm not we've seen some really good things from this team yeah i i think that the the actual international break couldn't have come at a better time. Mm-hmm. I think it's great for us to be able to go, oh, okay, let's just reset, let's come back, let's get away from this like bad hangover of bad play, and let's just do well. Now, granted, I don't know who's coming back, and I don't know how that'll affect our play and you know the quality and how we play, but I think that this gives us an opportunity to just think about it. And hopefully, you know, Rash can score a couple goals and come back with some confidence, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. there are good things about the international break, because usually on World Cup years I hate it, because it's just the players are super tired, but I think that this is good for us now. Yeah, and, you know, I was surprised, and uh, I think this would be a good discussion to end the podcast on, too, because it was going to be my suggestion for Fergie time. But Jesse Lingard got another call up to England, and which I don't really get because he's been trashed this yeah. season. But so, so I, I was. Working. I guess it's just because he plays well for England. But does he though? <laughs> he has played well for England. I mean, th- this 2019 calendar year for Jesse Lingard has been really, really bad. He has mm-hmm. zero goals and assists in any competition. He's he's not really playing in a position that best suits his you know skill set but at the same time okay so what what, what, what is, is his best position yeah, what, do you think Colin? What is his <laughs> like i i don't even know what he's that good at i like is he he's past the point where i think he will keep developing into a better player but he, he's shown no because he's 27 yeah like he's not a kid but, anymore like he's small and people think he's still a kid dude's not a kid man's a man fam <laughs> right and so I, I wrote a piece today. It, it's not out yet. It may be out by the time this podcast is posted. 
but it's talking about Lingard's role in the team now and whether or not he actually has a future at Manchester United because it seems like Ollie's kind of resigned to putting him on the bench now maybe I don't know if he'll stick with Juan Mata against Leicester but it's clear that Lingard is not capable of fulfilling the task that a number 10 requires of the player playing in that position. So do you think that even as maybe a bench player, he should survive this rebuild? Um, I, I actually do, but here's why I think that, like I said, and I've always said, I think at best he's a bench player. But when we get a bunch of players in where his position is threatened and he has to play better or leave, I think he'll show up. Because I think he's got a decent head on his shoulders and where he wants to run. But it's weird because, like, Jess runs really well, like, with the ball and can score. Has the ability to score. That doesn't mean he always does. But... It's just not easy for him, I think, especially with this midfield. Right. Like, it doesn't help him do what he's even kind of good at. So, that's a re- that's either a really good question because I don't completely know. It wouldn't surprise me either way. But I think, I think he will because he's part of the youth setup. And, you know, he's... He doesn't want to go anywhere else, and sadly, I think we need those players that don't want to go anywhere else, you know? And so, I I kind of... Yeah, I think so. I kind of see that, and I I think Ollie definitely values that he's, you know, united through and through, but I just, I honestly don't know what he offers Ollie that he wants to see, you know, that Ollie wants to see. The only thing that he's done well in Ollie's system is maintain a high press. And, uh, you know, if he's playing at number 10, that's not necessarily what you want. You want your striker to be the one doing that. Even if he's at right wing, you know, he's not good at passing. He's not good at holding the ball. He's not really that great at crossing either. And he's, I mean, he's losing his pace too. I mean, I'm not saying that he's a lot slower, significantly slower. It's just that, like, when you age, like, you're not going to be as fast. That's just... Yeah. That's just how it is, you know, but... But if he's but not yeah, fast I, I, anymore, that's just... That's, like, the one thing like he's the, actually yeah. good at, right? Yeah. His, his energy and his pace and his press. And I I just don't think he's... I don't, I don't think that Ollie will see him as a valuable asset for his squad in the next year or two. I think that's very far to say, because he also sees Ashley Young as a valuable asset. So well, he sees Ashley Young as his only <laughs> backup asset right now. I, well, no, he's club captain. He likes the guy. Which, as as whoa, a captain, whoa, whoa. hold on. Being named club captain the past three years means very little at Manchester United. Jose Mourinho I, named Wayne Rooney his club captain because he had to, and then he, you know, subsequently benched him after the first five six games of the season well then that's he, my point then he is that but, but antonio, he'll still stick around yeah, then he named antonio valencia who didn't play again and now it's actually but also who's gonna want jesse though like jesse doesn't really do anything is anybody gonna want him well then let's just name him club captain then if he doesn't do anything <laughs> <laughs> i mean all right dude jesse lingard president 2020 
Jesse, if you're listening to this, sorry about that, but you know, this is really weird because score some goals. My name is Jesse. This is really weird. Um, well, if she's listening. Say to Jesse this, this many times. You know, then thank she's, you. She's she's not going to listen to this. She's not. <laughs> It'll be all right. Nah, but anyways, I I don't dislike Jesse Lingard. I just don't really like him anymore. He's just kind of there, you know. Like, yeah. If it's... he does something, then cool. And he does stuff for like the kids of Manchester. You know, he goes out and does some like charity work, whatever. I mean, That's cool. I'm not but... I'm not questioning his you know value as a human being. Or... I'm just saying, you know, he doesn't. He's not very good at football at the moment. No, oh, for sure. No, but I think that he survives the rebuild. It's very far away, but I mean, with everybody else, I think Ole also needs people that are loyal to him, as far as players go, and he he is. He's gonna be so. Yep. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll go ahead and wrap things up then. Uh, be sure to cool. check out thebusbybabe.com for all your Manchester United needs. Um, you know, like, share, <laughs> subscribe to this podcast. Uh, we've got some articles coming out. Uh, Aiden had a really good one on Wayne Rooney this uh, that came out this morning. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Follow Matt and I on Twitter. Hell yeah! And uh, yeah, we'll see you next we'll time. We'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>